ब्रह्मो ब्रह्म दिव्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महत्व्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रवाशिकृत वंदे भगवंतरो गुरुरात्मी मूर्तिद विवाकिने व्योमेहाय दक्षिणामूर्त नम शांति मंत्र आप्यायंगा वाक्चक्षुश्रोत्रमत बलमिंद्रियाण ब्रह्मोपनिषद आहम ब्रह्म निराकुर्याम आह्म निराकोदरणमस्तु अगरण मे अस्तु तदात्मते यपनिषत्सु धर्मा ते मयि सू ते मयि सू वेलकम ऑल टुडे वी आर गोइंग टू एंटर इनटू द लास्ट सेक्शन ऑफ संतोक्य उपनिषद एथ चैप्टर सेकंड हाफ आई एम पर्पसफुली अवॉइडिंग द फर्स्ट हाफ बिकॉज it is predominantly a vaitika upadana because terminologies are pertaining to those who know the vedic rituals and based on that even though the upasana or the meditation is based on the identification of the little heart in in the individual identified as the the whole as the total totality so expansive of the heart or the mind to experience the totality in the form of a stage by stage ritualistic meditation since the terms are very cryptic in nature and they not used in the current scenario even though it has got certain methodology for meditation those meditation cannot be practiced today or cannot be understood properly rather than practicing we can still practice it but it very difficult to understand that so i am not getting into that aspect but from the 7th section till the 15th section in the end of this chapter is again a story we were woven for explaining the same tattvam or the truth or the ultimate reality through a anecdote where prajapati and two kings of asuras and devas that means the demonic people and the the godly people or the saintly people which is which we should not uh, take it in the literal sense but as depicted in the upanishad as those who are uh, extrovert and those who are introvert you can say one way or you can say that those who are more materialistic and those who are highly in the spiritual in nature but more than the difference between them as acharya shankara says this story has a relevance to 
the methodology with which a teacher should instruct the reality or teach the higher truth and the requirements of the student are more important rather than what is being taught because there is nothing new being taught as far as the reality is concerned. It is the same thing which we have been studying in all the other Upanishads plus the earlier part of the same Upanishad, Chandogya Upanishad, in the sixth and the seventh chapter. But the story has a relevance in the sense that it gives what is to be done and what is not, not to be done as far as the students are concerned. Those who are approaching a master, what should be our methodology with which we approach a master? How does the master test the student and what are the requirements of the student even though the subject matter is known to us? And this particular statement with which this section starts is one of the most quoted as part of reality statements when Shankara has done the commentary on the Brahma Sutra and other places. So from that point of view also, the definition of reality in the section 171 has got importance. So we have to now approach this particular section with the clear understanding that what has been told in the seventh chapter as Bhuma or what has been told in the sixth chapter as Tattvamasi or Sarvam Kaluidam Brahma is not different from what is going to be mentioned here. But what we should be concentrating is on how teacher differ, differs in teaching and what are the approaches students should take for proper understanding. So without delving much into the uh, these aspects, let us see how the whole story unfolds. The story is like that, that Prajapati makes a statement about the truth. And this statement becomes very popular and everybody whoever has heard were wondering as to what was this proclamation given by Prajapati. Of course, the news reaches the ears of Indra, the king of gods, and Virochana, the king of Asuras or the demons. Both of them discusses with their respective group and both and they the group appoints these two kings nobody better than you both you individually the individual group says that nobody better than you are uh, you know capable of going to prajapati and learning it you learn it first and then teach us so both indra and virochana goes to prajapati and then they do not even interact between their, they are born enemies. So they do not even interact between each other. So there is, you can say, one of the shortfalls for a student 
in a gurukulam is that he should consult with similar students who are there so here the show is the the statement that they did not even talk to each other is what take should be taken as one of the negative things which a student should avoid when visiting so pariprasnena sevaya so you should ask questions not only to the teacher but also to the co students who are studying this matter so that is what it is but what did prajapati declare in this thing so in the 7 1 if you look at it the mantra starts with ya atma apahata patma vijaraha vimruttihu vishoko vijidatsu apivasa satyakama satyasangalpa sa anveshtavya sa vijignyasitavya sa sarvam ca lokan apnodi sarvam ca khamyan astam atmanam anuvidya vijanati itiha prajapati uvacha ya atma apahata patma this atma which i am going to talk about ya atma apahata patma means without any afflictions from the right or wrong doing the result of right doing right left or wrong doing doesn't touch this atma that is the one of the quality mentioned apahata patma vijaraha means one without a jara or a aging or one which doesn't become old so sanatana sadanutana it's always fresh and new so since it doesn't old become old it also need it also says that vimrutyu vimrutyu means one without death mrityu old and mrityu are the two two different things which is old age and death are the two things which is tormenting we humanity so atma doesn't have aging nor does it have death vishoka so there is no sorrow for it one who knows atma or one has identified with atma for him there is no sorrow vijighatsa there is no desire to consume anything apipasa to drink anything to food or the thing is that either in the form of food or in the form of liquid there is no desire on this atma for this atma satyakama so once whose desires become a reality in the sense that for him there is no desire but the desire becoming a reality here is a statement which should not be taken as a transactional desire and no fructification of that here what it is talking about is he is desiring truth so it is not that his desires are becoming true on the contrary 
the desire itself is is for the truth of it there is no truth no desire other than that satya sankalpa one who imagines only about which are true and truthful in nature so these are all the adjectives used as indicative to indicate that atma and one who knows this atma he is now is mentioning here sa anneshtavya sa vijignyasitavya so there are two instructive statements from prajapati saying that you should one should enquire about this and one should know about it only when if you do enquiry about it you can know about it so there is an instruction from the master also first is to know what is brahma or atma what is the method in which he has used it abhadapatma vijara mrityu vishoka vijikitsa vipasa vipipasa satyakama sankhya satyakankalpa all these things should be understood in its own its real intent and with these words are indicative words we should start enquiring about what is that where all these things can be what you call resolved into in one place or in one or uh, one item or one exist one into one existence or one one object all these qualities should be seen or resolved into to so such an enquiry is what is called anushtavya here and sa vijignasitavya and once you start enquiring about it we should know about it also the knowing is not as an objective knowledge because we whatever we know in our transactional world we know it as it is not apahada patna it is not without the effects of good and bad nor does it time and space consume it it is there is nothing like that everything is within the ambit of space and time and there is nothing which is surpassing death whatever irrespective of whatever may be the length of duration we can mentally imagine say 14 billion years or 19 billion light years or whatever may be that i think it is still effective with the death or destruction or annihilation and what is vishoka that we know that when the knowledge arises there is no shoka which is because the knowing the truth because in the previous chapter 7 chapter when we concluded with na alpe sukhamasti bhumai va sukham so sukham when it is there there is cannot be shokam so knowing that one crosses over tarati shokam atma with we have heard about it so vishoka is indicating towards that then vijikatsa and apipasa it is not a transactional happiness which we can get by consuming food or drinking something it is beyond the physical needs so therefore there is one only one desire of knowing the truth satyakama 
and that sankalpa that imagination or mental projection should be for the truth in itself so this is how prajapati is making the announcement tam atmanam anyushya vijanati saha that tat sam atmanam an atma of this nature anyushya after having enquired about it vijanati one who knows it saha that person sarvan lokancha sarvan kamancha all the worlds of experiences and all type of separatedness because here that kama and ministries where the word is used is desire the desire can happen only something other than ourselves or anything object other than us so sarvan kama means he sees himself in everything therefore he has no desire to own anything because in the previous section we studied sarvam apnoti sarvashah he one who knows this he percolates everything at all times is what we heard so sarvan kamancha apnoti he he reaches all those things so there is no world of experience where he has no access or no object which is outside him therefore he has nothing more to desire so this is the statement he proclaimed in the in his in his what you call in the in the chamber so that has now become a news to everyone and that has prompted everybody to enquire about this this is the reason why there is a desire for all of us to know what is the truth so once who has seen this or heard about it will be automatically pulled to know about the reality or what is this instruction from prajapati so indra as a chief of the gods he also heard it vairochana the the king of demons also heard about it so they go to their respective people and discuss about it tat sa ubhav the second mantra is that tat that ha ubaye devasurau anubhubhidire teha uchuhu handa tam atmanam anyuchama yam atmanam anyushya sarvam cha lokanam apnoti sarvam cha kamani ti indra ha eva devanam abhipravavraja virochanah asuranam tauha asamvidanau eva samitpani prajapati sakasham ajagmatu tat that means the statement of the prajapati deva asura ubaye both the devas and the asuras anubhubhidire they consulted to within their own people teha uchu then each one of the groups told to them their own kings yam atmanam anyushya after having 
enquired about that atma which prajapati has mentioned if we can get sarvan lokancha sarvan kamancha apnoti if we can achieve that there is no greater thing to be achieved so anta anichama can be attempt for that iti devanam indraha so the devas you know nominate indra so he says abhipravaraja he started moving towards prajapati asuranam virochana tau asuranam from the asuras side virochana the king of the asuras tau asamvidadnau eva without even though both of them were traveling towards prajapati and they had that offerings in their hand with the reverence to the teacher they were going but they did not discuss or talk to each other without without even an acknowledging the presence of father this is the word asambidano samitpani prakash prajapati sakasham ajagmaduhu with the offerings so samitpani samit is the the firewood for yajna or uh, the normally that is the tradition on the vedic period because the teacher will be having panjagni in his in his ashram so the five corners at the center of the there is a yaga shala where there will be permanently fire lit all the time so they need lot of firewood all the time so the teacher allows the students to go and pick up firewood from this forest and nearby so any new student who comes also comes with a, a bundle of firewood for this yajna for this pancha pancharni yajna so that same way indra and the virochana also approached prajapati with the samitpani with both the both of them bringing their own offerings of what is required for the yajna tau ha द्विशतम वर्षाणी ब्रह्मचर्यम ऊषतस्तौ हा प्रजापति वाचा किमिच्छन्तौ एव अस्तम इति तौ हा उचतुर्यो आत्मा अभगत पात्मा विजरा विमृत्यु विशोगा विधिगत्सा अपिपासा सत्यकामा सत्यकंगलपा सह आत्मेष्टव्या प्राक्टिस a teacher doesn't immediately ask why are you come here because there are devotees coming there are students coming there are you know people who are with family coming to ashram to pay their respect and everything so the teacher doesn't ask normally with this thing but whoever comes in the ashram are taken care by the everybody in the ashram so they are given food and all so and the students they can they practice brahmacharya ob, obstinence and uh, celibacy and uh, shamadama utavarati tidiksha 
all the shatsambati require what are the things required for a study they practice while staying there dwa trimshat varshani 32 years brahmacharyam ushatuhu they practiced the charya the practice of student what is a student supposed to do they did it after 32 years seeing that this they were they were doing this which shows the indication to the teacher that they have come for studies not just to pay the respect or you know to help the ashram on everything so they asked the brahmacharis both are indra and varuna virochalar in the 32 years they have done the brahmacharya the so prajapatim yuvam kim ichantau so why this both of you what do you require or what is your interest with which you are doing this brahmacharya and why you why are you staying here for this with, with the what interest are you staying here iti uvacha so that is the way he asked the question so ya atma apagata patma virajaha vimrutyu vishoka vidikatsa api apipasa satyakama sankara sankalpa sa anyashtavya sa vidita chitavya yaha atmanam anyushya vijanati sa sarvan lokan sarvan kamancha apnoti this statement which i read now which was done in the first first stanza itself this we have heard has been told by you so we want to know what you mean by that what is the methodology to do the enquiry into it and how do we know about it this is our interest iti bhagavata vachaha vedayante tam ichchandau avastam iti to know this from you because you are the one who made this proclamation now obviously you will not make a proclamation like this without knowing what it is so to know it from you we are staying here and doing the brahmacharya for the last 32 years so here is what one of the instruction which shankaracharya says that you know the requirement for the student to adhere to brahmacharya and devote their full time in the service of the guru and the requirement of the ashram whether you are a king of a you know gods or king of the demons there is no difference from the point of view of the guru so a true guru will not differentiate because the king of the guru the god is here or king of the demon has come neither he will be afraid of the king of the demons nor will he be giving a special status to the king of the devas both of them are treated at par with the other brahmacharis of the ashram who are also studying there so now since the teacher has the question and the students have given the their respective answer what is the purpose now a statement from prajapati which is very very what you call cryptic and very difficult to understand in the first go anybody who listens to that will not get the direct meaning from what it is meant by this is how the teachers also test to what level the student can understand higher instructions which cannot be 
grasped through ordinary means of knowledge by the sensual organs by sight vision uh, vision sound touch sense smell etc all by the mental uh, uh, you know imagination so tau ha prajapati uvacha so the prajapati talks about it what is the teaching he is going to give is that yaha esha akshini purushah drishyate esha atma itiha uvacha etat amrutam abhayam etat brahma ityadaha yaha ayam bhagava apsu parikhyayate yat cha ayam adarshe atama esha iti esha u esha u ishu sarveshu anteshu parikhyayata iti havacha now prajapati is giving the answer to the you know he asked a question they gave an answer and they explained the purpose of their coming to to the ashram and spending 32 years with the interest to know about this atma so tau to them prajapati huaja prajapati now make the gives the instruction or he is starting the teaching akshini yah purushah yesha drishyate akshini means in the eyes yah purushah yesha drishyate which ever purusha whichever the man you see in your eyes esha atma iti that is the atma very 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 intriguing question enigmatic question answer akshini ya purusha esha drishyate esha sa atma iti and how is it etat amrutam abhayam etat brahma that is amrutam immortal and abhayam which doesn't have a fear because dvitiya dvai bhayam bhavati the second one if there is anything second one then you will be afraid of that so here is the state of abhayam means there is a one you know non dual existence of that etat brahma that is brahma so ekameva dvitiyam brahma what the pre upanishad which we studied in the beginning keep that in mind so this is what prajapati is telling us akshiniya purusha esha drishyate esha atma iti etat amrutam abhayam etat brahma iti ha uvacha this is how prajapati makes the first statement what you see in what you see in your in your eyes what you see in your eyes when you look into your eyes you are seeing a person in that is it that what prajapati is saying or is there something beyond that the statement doesn't give us any indication as to what it is like it sim- simply says that the the man or the person whom you see in the eyes is brahma which is amrutam and abhayam atha bhagava ya apsu ayam parikhyayate yaha cha 
അദർശെ ആദർശെ അയം പരിഖ്യായതെ തയോ ഏഷ കദമ ഇഷ ഉ വാച ഏഷു സർവേഷു അന്തേഷു പരിഖ്യായതെ ഇതിഹ ഉവാച സോ നൗ ദ എക്സ്പ്ലനേഷൻ ഈസ് ഫർദർ കമ്മിങ് ഡൗൺ ഫ്രം പ്രജാപതി അഥ ഭഗവാൻ യഹസു അയം പരിഖ്യായതെ ഓൾസോ അഥ മീൻസ് എഗെയിൻ which is seen reflected in the water parikhyayate yacha adarshe ayam parikhyayate or what you see reflected in a mirror ayo esha katama which one of that is this atma is what the indra and virochana is asking to prajapati prajapati said what you see in your eye is the brahman which is amritam and abayam so they further asked the question hey um, the respected sir there is reflection in water there is reflection in the mirror which one of this the one which is seen in the eye the one which is seen in the reflection in the water or one which is seen in the reflection of a mirror which one is the atma you are referring to so the prajapati's answer is that esha u eva it is one and the same only where you see now that sarveshu ayeshu sarveshu anteshu in whichever place you look at it you are only seeing parikhyayate iti you are seeing only this one esha purusha this purusha is the one which you are seeing wherever you look at it now at the literal sense if you look at it you will find that there is some confusion in it, in what prajapati is telling he is saying that what you see not only as in the eyes as a reflection as a person but as also in the whether you look when you look in the water you see a reflection when you see a mirror there is a reflection so whether there is atma what you are talking about is is any one of that but he doesn't give a direct answer he says that whatever you look at it in you you are getting the reflection of that atma in everything so both virochana and indra had a very perplexed look in their eyes and they were looking at prajapati as to what does what does he mean by this statement so prajapati says again knowing very well that they have not understood my first statement itself so he goes to the he goes ahead with the instruction further the eighth section says that udasharava atmanam aveksha yat atmanah na vijhanitah tanme prabhrutam iti tauha udasharata dasharave avekshan chakrade tauha prajapati uvacha kim pasyatah iti pasyatah iti 
तौह उवाचु सर्वं एवं इदं आवां भगवा आत्मानं पश्यावः आ लोमेभ्या आ नकेभ्या प्रतिरूपम इति नाउ प्रजापति इज आस्किंग देम टू गो एंड लुक इट इनटू अ बाउल ऑफ वाटर उदशरावा मींस बाउल व्हिच हैज गॉट फुल ऑफ वाटर sharava udagam asharava means the sharava which is filled with water atmanam aveksha yat atmanah na bijanitah tad me pradhutam iti by for the with the intent to know atma and yat atmanah the one which is having the right approach toward the atma which has been told in the first mantra if you do not understand that navijanita tadme prabhutam if you do not understand then then you tell me because i am asking you to look into the water filled bowl filled with water and to look at the water and see the say the reflection in that and decide whether you are understanding the atma as defined by me in my first statement if you do not understand that please come please tell me iti tau udasharave avam avaksham chakrade tau means they too both indra and virochana udasharave into the bowl they looked at aveksham chakrade they looked into it tudam prajapati tau prajapati how vacha kim pasyata what are you seeing now when you look into the water iti tau uchatuhu ha then they replying that bhagavah avam sarvam eva atmanam आलोमेभ्या आनखेभ्या प्रतिरूपम इति पश्यावः दे रिप्लाई सेड हेम सर वी आर सीइंग फुल रिफ्लेक्शन ऑफ आवर सेल्फ सो हियर द वर्ड आत्मानं इज टेकन एज देमसेल्फ ओके आलोमेभ्या आनखेभ्या फ्रॉम द hair and the head to the nail at the foot the full body is the image of pratirupam idam pasyava we are seeing the reflection of our own body physical body from the hair to the toe we are seeing the reflection this is what we are seeing so prajapati understood that you know what he has told them these two both of them have not understood really properly but a teacher as normally explained this thing has got immense patience to teach these finer aspects of thing tauha prajapati uvacha to them again prajapati says swandalan swangalan kritau सुवनसौ परिस्तृतौ भूत्वा उदशरावे आवेक्षेताम इतिहा तौहा 
स्वाद्वालंकृतौ सुवसनौ परिष्कृतौ भूत्वा उदशरावे आवेक्षाचक्रादे तौह प्रजापति उवाच किं पश्यता तो हियर नाउ प्रजापति आस्किंग दम अगेन ही वॉट ही सेट इज दैट बोथ ऑफ यू गो गेट ड्रेस्टअप वेल सम साधु अलंकृता अलंकृतौ मीन्स ड्रेसअप वेल युअर सेल्फ सुवसनौ विथ यू नो द बेस्ट ऑफ युअर ड्रेसेस एंड देन लुक इन टू दट भूत्व उदशरावे अवेक्षेता यू शुड लुक इन टू दट द बॉल ऑफ वाटर अगेन सो दे स्तौ साधु अलंकृतौ सुवनस्को परिष्कृतौ भूत्व उदशरावे आवेम चक्षा चक्रादे सो दे वेन बैक दे अडॉन्ट दमसेल्फ विथ द बेस्ट ऑफ देर ड्रेसेस फ्रॉम द बेस्ट ऑफ द ड्रेस विथ ऑल द ऑर्नमेंट्स एंड एवरीथिंग एंड दे केम एंड लुक्ट इन टू द रिफ्लेक्शन फॉर द वाटर तौ किं पश्यता प्रजापति वाच वाट आर यू सीइंग नौ so here prajapati knows very well that what they have done and what they are more likely to see it is there is no ambiguity as far as prajapati is concerned so they are now replying to that tauha uchatu yada eva idam avam bhagavaha sadvalankritau suvasanau parishkritau swa एवमेवा अमौ भगवा साधुअलंकृतौ सुवनसौ परिष्कृतौ आत्मा उवाच एकमृत अभय ब्रह्मी तौह शांतहृद प्रवर्वज्यु सो वाट दिस्टे दौचतु सो बोथ ऑफ दम टेल टू प्रजापति भगवा हे सर यथा आवाम The way in which you instructed us, idam kalu, idam sadhu alankritau, suvanasau, parishkritau, with all the dress, all the ornaments, with good dress and you know well, uh, uh, you know, trimming our themselves and looking the best of their form. Swaha evam eva bhagavaha. We are seeing exactly the way we dress up, how we have. change the dress and what dress and the ornaments and the you know the methodology which we have dressed ourselves it is the same way we are seeing themselves in the reflection so evam eva bhagavaha imau sadhu alankritau suvanaso parishkritau this reflection imau what we are is also now appearing to be well dressed with the well clothed and neatly dressed and arranged and everything so what happens so then the prajapati has to now again further instruct to them okay he understood that they are not still seeing the reality tauha anishya prajapati uvacha anupalabhya atmanam अनुनुविध्या 
శాంతహృదయ ఏవ వీరోచన అసురాన్ జగామ తేభ్య ఏతాం ఉపనిషత్తం ప్రవోచాత్మ ఏవ మాహయ్య ఆత్మ పరిచర్య ఆత్మానం ఏవ మహాయన్ ఆత్మానం పరిచరన్ ఉభౌ లోకౌ అవాప్నోతి ఇమంచ అముంచ ఇది నవ్ ప్రజాపతి టెల్ దట్ దీస్ టు ద thinking and there that is how they going back because in the previous mantra they said that this is how we see ourselves is well dressed and everything and this is the atma which you said that you know amrutam abhayam all those things so tau anishya prajapatim uvacha prajapati told to them atmanam anupalabhya ananu vidya varajata these two are now he is telling to himself prajapati is telling in his mind without knowing the atma the real real atma ananuvidya without even experiencing what is atma prajata these two are going back devava asurava both deva and asura that means indra and virochana both of them are going back yatere yetatu upanishada who have have that upanishada yetad upanishada means it's not the talking about the upanishad as such upanishada has a meaning also of grasp understanding or knowing of atma vidya so whoever has understood atma vidya in this form as what is physically adorned and dressed well para bhavishyanti bhavishyanti te para bhavishyanti they will be deviating from the path because they have not really done the inquiry into it iti sa virochana shanta sadaya eva asuran jagama this way virochana with this knowledge of reflection of what is seen in the water as the reality he goes back to the asuras into the his kingdom and he is happy now because i understood what is atma so i can now in go to all the world because sarvan lokan sarvan kaman i can go and achieve all the desires and i can go to all the world is what is by knowing this what i am going to achieve tebhya etam upanishadam pravacha to his sub his uh, to his people in the asuragana in the in the world of demons he explained this thing iha atma eva mahayya atma parijaryam this is the atma what you see now see me with well dressed and uh, well uh, adorned and everything this is the atma same way if you all dress up well and if you look into a mirror or a water you will see the atma yourself so go and do it to everyone iha atmanam eva mahayan atmanam parijaran in this world this is what you have to nurture the body the physical body 
with the best of the dress and best of perfumes and best of ornaments this is how you should do the worship of atma and one who does this way he he will be that sarvan lokan he will be going to all the world with this knowledge and all the desires will be fulfilled so atmanam eva mahen atmanam paricharan this is the way you have to serve the atma ubau lokau imamcha amumcha whether this world or the world hereafter avapnoti iti you will be going with this knowledge so you will be having no sorrow all your desires will become full you have to nurture your body how you see it in the reflection that means you should be virtually standing in a narcissist way look at the mirror or reflection in the water and make yourself looking the best that is what the atma is is what virochana thought his subordinates in the in his world of demon in the world of demons so but indra what did indra do tasmat api ah then the, there is one more stanza for the fourth the fifth stanza tasmat api adya iha adadanam ashraddadanam ayajamanam ahu asura bhaveti bateti asuranam hi esha upanishad pretya shariram vikshaya vasanena alankarena iti samsum samskrut uvardandi iti ena hi amum lokam jeshyanda manyante for this reason those who are materialistic and those who are not understood what is the real nature of atma they make all their effort to keep their body fit good looking decorating with perfumes and everything including the extent that even the body make sure that before they are real is being done that is decorated which is with all the things which is best dress what they had in their life all the ornaments they have all those you know even mummifying their body and keeping all the gold and things like that around them this is they what they thought is the way they should be doing and even today those who are doing the are the are the followers of virochana who have not understood the reality this is what the upanishad is saying so now atha indra prapya veva now what happens to indra now we know virochana has got convinced that this body is atma and he is now gone and started proclaiming everything to his people and their thing so indra on the way what does this he say atha indra aprapyeva deva devaneta dvayam darshaya yathaiva halvu ayam asmin sharire sandvalankrite sandvalankruto bhavati suvanase suvasane suvasana parishkrute parishkrutah evam eva ayam asmin andhe andha bhavati samre sama parish parivrukshne parivrukshna asya eva sharirasya nashan asamanvishya nashyati nahamatram bhogyam pasyami iti 
So Indra is now not very convinced. What does he say? When the body is well dressed, the reflection also well dressed. But we have not done the other aspect. Suppose if the body is not well dressed, the reflection also will not be dressed well. Suppose the body loses one eye, the reflection also will be having one eye lost. If it is having some physical deformity on the body, the reflection will also have the physical deformity. And suppose if the body is perished, where is the reflection to see that? But Atma is not one which has got, because it is Amritam, without, without a death, it is immortal. So, but the body is, is used, is the one which can go through death. So, when the body is dead or when the body is deceased or decayed, there is no reflection which can be seen. Nobody can see the reflection. So, the body cannot be the Atma, is the way in which Indra was thinking on his way. So, what does he do? Sa Samitpani Punarayavaya. Then he returns back with again the offerings, the Puni with the, with the same offerings again. Tamha Prajapati Vacha. So, he tells the Prajapati, Maghavan, Anyachanda Hrudeha Prabraji Sadham Virochanena Himuchan Punaragama Itisaho Vacha Yetaibam Halu Ayam Bhagava Asmin Sharire Swalankrade Swalankudo Bhavati Suvanaso Suvanasa Bhavati Parishkrade Parishkrada Bhavati Eva Meva Asmin Ando Ando Bhavati Samre Samra Bhavati Parishkruno, Parishkruno, Deva, Sharirasya Nasha Meva Bhavati Nashati, Naha Matra Bogyam Pashyami. So he is repeating the whole thing again what he has thought in his mind. This is indicating the requirement of Mananam of what a teacher has been taught. A teacher, when it is told, you should not take a literal meaning of what is being told by the teacher. There is a Meaning beyond the words can convey because this is a subject or this is one thing which cannot be conveyed through words. Words are only indicative with which we can go beyond the words. And only when then you go beyond the words, we can, we can have a grasp of this thing. So this is what is being indicated by the action of Indira. He was doing the mananam on the teaching. Whereas Virochana, the king of the demon, he didn't have any doubt on it. He took it on the literal word meaning and he said the body is the Atma. So he this Indira says back, all that is saying, when I am dressed, well dressed, the reflection is well dressed. If I am uh, well groomed, the, the reflection is well groomed. If it is uh, you know, blind, that the reflection also will have an image of blind man. If my body is crippled, the reflection of the body in the water is will be again crippled. And, and if the body perishes, where is that Atma? Because you say the Atma is Amrita, Vijara, Amrita. So without death, immortal and all those things. But the body can perish. If it also perishes, 
there i see no good in your teaching what is that this thing please therefore i am not able to understand what what did you mean by the akshri purushaha the one which is seen as a reflection in the eye eva meva esha magvanniti ha uvacha etam tveva ta bhuyo anu vyakhyasyami vasa parani dvatrimshat varshan varshani sta పరాణి ద్వాత్రింశత్ వాయు శ్యామ సై ఉవాచ ఓ ఓకే ఇంద్ర ఐ సాల్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ టు యూ దిస్ అగైన్ బట్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు స్పెండ్ అండర్ ద థర్టీ టూ ఇయర్స్ ఇన్ బ్రహ్మచర్య అండ్ ద రిచువల్స్ ఆర్ ద స్టడీ వాట్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు బీన్ దట్ అండ్ దెన్ ఆఫ్టర్ ఎండ్ ఆఫ్ ద డెల్త్ ఆఫ్ యూ హ్యావ్ యూ హర్ డెల్త్ విత్ థర్టీ టూ మోర్ ఇయర్స్ ఐ విల్ ఎక్స్ప్లెయిన్ టు యూ so indra continues to stay there for another 32 years so 32 years now another 32 years and in the 10th section after the 64 years in indra is being called by prajapati for giving further instruction this we will do it on the friday's class om purnamata purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate పూర్ణ పూర్ణమాతాయ పూర్ణమేవశిష్యశాంతిశాంతి హరి శ్రీగురుభ్యో నమ హరి థ్యాంక్ యూ ధన్యవాదం that was a beautiful story um i never heard it but as the king of the devil uh, the devil king um the way he was shown from bad looking to good looking it really uh explains the the duality he went from uh one side of the coin only to the other side of the coin and he missed the the whole idea behind it that was really beautiful thank you yes that's right oh hari krishna bindu sir hari krishna divya sir i saw your youtube videos uh, about katha upanishad to me me to wahi le rahi hu abhi mujhe ko bahut acha laga sir mere my question is uh, as uh, as we see our uh, we matlab hum logo ka reflection dikhta hai har jagah to kuch kuch log mujhe acche nahi matlab de matlab kuch kuch log ki सराउंडिंग अच्छी नहीं लगती मतलब सो वो मेरी रिफ्लेक्शन है या फिर उनकी रिफ्लेक्शन मुझे अफेक्ट कर रही है इधर ये जो रिफ्लेक्शन के बात कर रहे हैं रिफ्लेक्शन व्हाट इज टोल्ड इन दिस पर्टिकुलर उपनिषद इज नॉट दैट क्वालिटी और द नेचर ऑफ पीपल प्रजापति इज आस्किंग see the oneness 
because in the if you remember the last last session in the seventh chapter end towards when we are describing bhuma yatra na anya pasyati anya dvijanaadi anya shrunoti where you do not see anything other than you other than here anything other than yourself other than no anything other than yourself that is what is mentioned as bhuma so when prajapati is asking indra and virochana to look in the eyes or where the reflection if we are asked to look at a bird or a tree or anything our attention will go to the name and form of that object what is being shown but when we are asked to look at our own reflection if we are taking the body physical body as us then the question which we indra asked whether my body becomes crippled i see only a crippled body there but what the definition of atma is that atma is beyond everything it doesn't owe age it doesn't have you know death it doesn't have go through any any of those modifications on the but that is not the case if it is i am looking at the body so when my master is telling me to look at the reflection and the mirrors what is really being told is look at the process of seeing not at the image or the reflection the process of seeing yet chakshusha na pasyati yena chakshunsi pasyati kena upanishad if you remember it that which eyes do not see but with which the eyes can see is what indication was given by the prajapati but both indra and virochana in the first sense did not understand what was that but what divya you are asking is about the nature of people whom you are seeing that is not what here in the upanishad discovery that nature of people some may be good people some may be bad people is your memory of such people with has been now developed and nurtured by you as good and bad the good and bad definition is in your mind and with that you are measuring the people whom you see some of some of them as good because your definition of good is matching in them some people are bad because the definition of bad in your memory is matching with those people so when you see somebody and they say that he is a good person or he is a bad person you will have no knowledge about the other person you want to know the no other person you have to become the other person to know him the other person which is not possible so what we normally intend to get into the habit of doing is we define from our memory what is good what is bad and then measure everything or every object which we come across with that and then we call it as good or bad understood 
Uh, yes sir uh, totally understand and understood i always try to see source in every everybody matlab uh, daily i start, uh, whenever i saw some people matlab suppose one person which i don't like or she don't like me so uh, daily i start with neutral bhav uh, and continue talking with a neutral bhav and someone start using it's like so then i realized ki this is not good or this is bad aisa otherwise i try to see source in everyone not the physical appearance source when i am in my source oh, i see others source instead of body so i i start a day with neutral conversation and uh, uh, neutral not bad back memory neutral se start then we are start communicating then she goes to the wrong way then i'm not saying you are right or wrong but my internally i somewhere feel duality this is not right like that yeah but then in the process of atmavidya we cannot use these technologies of our methodology of evaluating people and you know how we judge or how we assess others cannot be a yardstick for knowing the reality the reality is beyond all of them for the transactional purpose what you are saying is maybe working and it may improve your mental quality or your approach to life and your now the method with which you transact with people can have a, a better relationship but that is not the inquiry into the atman or brahman or your reality that for that it is beyond all those things so these measures as limitations only for your waking world and the interactions in the waking world but you cannot extend it to the other two third aspects of your life which is the dream and deep sleep but we are here we are talking about a totality of experience as an individual we have these experiences of waking dream and deep sleep we are full 3 by 3 only when we analyze all the three put together but what we do in the waking is only one third of our experiences so what you do for that is only valid for that experience and there what you are saying doing is good it will get definitely improve your relationship your method in which you are you know assessing others their reaction to you also will improve uh god thank you so much uh, but i i matlab uh, uh, i want to grow in spiritual spirituality as well so how can I, uh, what sadhana i prefer because witnessing i am following which is uh, only possible in our day time uh, when i go to sleep i try to witness witness and fall in sleep so how can i uh, other two deep sleep and a sleep uh, how how, uh, how can i matlab improve in that see all the teachings of the upanishad whether you are taking katha upanishad kena upanishad or santokya upanishad or ishavasya any upanishad or which you take we have to keep one thing in our mind that the upanishad is not talking about a third party object 
outside lying somewhere which is so vast and so big and so huge and which cannot be understood by mind etc no it is talking about ourselves so when a word is being used the word atma we should be able to relate that word is the upanishad is talking about myself my true nature not what i think i am but my real nature which i still not be able to understand it is be talking about that it has to be seen within the me as i myself not as the physical body mind intellect in a complex which we assume as individuals so this is what is called swamshikarana to make it your being the teaching is to know your nature it is not teaching you something outside you so when you are whichever upanishad you take and study have the approach that it is talking about yourself not something third part third party object or outside your outside your existence no if you do that way you will never be able to realize the reality only when you realize that the upanishad is explaining about your true nature that experience will happen in you uh the one who is realized so uh, for them there is no other uh, I, I, i try to so uske liye koi dusra nahi raha the one so usko kisi ka bad behavior bhi kuch farak nahi padta kisi ka good behavior bhi farak nahi padta he is neutral the one who realized the one who realized he knows that the waking is an experience dream is an experience deep sleep is an experience these experiences keep happening and i am the knower of these things things so the people inside the dream or inside the waking are nothing but awareness appearing as people i am the witness of it so i don't have to identify or see them as separate i am seeing is as a phenomenon of projection of awareness as a waking world or as a dream world so there is he himself when it is present in the waking also he knows that i am as a waker in the waking i am now in the dream as a dreamer both are the he takes an attitude of a witness beyond the waking and the dream and there is nothing to that he sees himself as everything he knows the reality of the projection that is how the difference makes it dhanyawad hari krishna so so the one who is realized in a dream he knows that this is a dream is running because when i am dreaming so uh, i lost myself matlab uh, uh, i have no it's like mujhe nahi yaad rehta ki main dream mein hu wo to uthne ke baad pata chalta hai ki main dream mein thi aisa so that is again the is the story of the waker that my memory of the dream my experience of the dream is now even the waking dream and deep sleep 
is all experiences expressed by the waker the waking person experiences the dream the waking person experiences the deep sleep but when you are in the dream or deep sleep the waker is not there so you have to explain and experience what is the phenomena which is with which these things are happening unless you enter an inquiry into who was the i in the waking who was the i in the dream who was the i without any experience in the deep sleep that i has to be understood as what is that awareness with which i was knowing that whether i was there or was it my only awareness was happening these type of inquiries will make you clarity as to what is the nature of the experience of the waker dreamer in the deep sleep any amount of explanation given by other person you cannot experience it unless you do it yourself otherwise it, the books should have been enough to educate everyone but no we need somebody to explain it and then when the explanations is being being given we think along with the teacher who is explaining that is how the teaching takes place this makes lot of difference so for you to know that when the upanishad is telling each of the explanations place yourself as that atma which is being referred by the upanishad then only you will be able to travel along with the teaching grow along with the teaching to fathom the teaching uh, you explain three kinds of uh, uh, observations or perceptions one is asuri and another is daivi but the other one when you see in the eyes you said uh, uh, you mean to say in the first thing asuri is the one who goes with the bodily experiences and there it ends but daivi that's what uh, uh, devendra does uh, is to continue inquiry with manana but uh, what about this to see in the eyes that image is it uh, the individual practitioners or the sadhakas owns is it to go beyond these dualities of uh, asuri and daivi and to realize the one yeah yeah you have to see that when rajapati is telling us to look at the reflection in the water or mirror or the eyes he is not talking us to look at the reflection he is talking to concentrate on the process of seeing and because there is one more word which he said which is not taken by anybody in the either by virochana or by indra yeah, this is this is exactly what you see everywhere that word is used there yeah yeah so what does it mean 
not only on the reflections, even when you see non-reflective places also, what is being happening or when the process of seeing is that it is the Atma which is, which is there and nothing other than Atma is really seeing anything. This, if you remember that mantra from the Kano Upanishad, Yat Chakshusha Na Pashyadi Yena Chakshumsi Pashyadi. That which is not seen by the eyes, but with which the eyes is able to capable of seeing. That is what is being referred here. So it is the self-introspection is the ultimate thing. The quality of perception is what is being uh, aimed at by Prajapati, I feel. Yeah, yeah, actually speaking, he is referring to another mantra from the Chain Upanishad again. Pradibodha Viditam Matam Amrutati Vindati. So that Pradibodha Viditam, in every experience of ours, it is, it, it is expressing the presence of Atma. And those who are seeing the experiences are seeing the names and forms and the experiences, but not grasping the Atma in the power of which the whole experience takes place. Only those who are sharp, agriya, to agriya buddhya in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, one with a sharp intellect only will be able to bifurcate between the process of seeing and the knowledge which is delivered through seeing. The knowing and seeing are seen as two separate activity by a person who is experiencing anything. So in every experience, Pradibodha Vidita, there is a object of experience and there is a knowledge of experience, awareness of experience. That awareness of experience can happen only in the presence of Atma. If Atma is not present there, the experience doesn't take place. You have no experience. You may, your eyes may be looking at something, but you don't see it. You may, your ears may be open, but you don't hear it. So this is where the differentiation had to be done. Thank you, Binduji. Thank you very much. Binduji, that reminded me of uh, a beautiful line that I had read somewhere. You know, bring a little soul to the encounter. You know, like whenever we gather, whenever we interact, whenever we greet, you know, each other. I think we need to, we ought to bring a little soul to the, to the encounter. And that I, I take it as it means authenticity, uh, you know, being in the moment and presenting your authentic self in the, in the best manner that we, we can, right? I mean, we all try our best. So bringing a little salt in the encounter, I think, resonates in terms of what you were suggesting and saying, Bindaji. Thank you. Namaste, Bindaji. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, the bringing the soul is slightly poetic in nature, but what you convey is right. You have to bring that, the self in every activity, that the pure self, which doesn't have the baggage of memory of, you know, evaluation, definition, adjectives, adverbs, or any of those things. The pure self should be 
the anchor with which everything should be experienced. Yes, you can take it that as that, that soul which you are referring to. And I think I just replied to you. Thank you. Okay. It was an amazing uh, explanation what you have done. And I'm just uh, digesting what you're talking. So, yeah, I'm just contemplating your teaching. Nothing else. I um, Can I ask something else? Or uh, if uh, a person stands in front of me and this person has Difficult behavior, uh, it screams, it yells, and it's not very um, very good in manners and things like that. But what he says has essence. It has truth. What is to be done? It's one to ignore the behavior is one to listen to what is being said, what is to be done. It is how you eat an orange or a banana. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that was so cool. Thank you. Bindaji, is there a difference between a sense and soul? Uh, or do you think these the words can be interchangeably used? Or do you think a soul, the word soul is deep-rooted and cannot be interfered with in any way, shape or form, possible, impossible, wherever, whenever? See, I don't use the word soul for explaining the reality. I stick to consciousness, awareness as the reality. What is soul is different to different religions. So when you use a word soul, depending upon their background or their upbringing, they can take a different meaning. But when we are talking about Upanishad or with the Advaita in mind, I cannot use the word soul because Upanishad doesn't use that word. Atma, Brahman, these are the two words which is used by the Upanishad, Advaita Vedanta. And the closest English thing which we can use, actually, even though they are not exactly the same, it is existence knowledge awareness or existence consciousness awareness or something that which is like existence and awareness inseparable in the nature. That is what is Atma. It is existent when it is not expressing anything. It is awareness when it is expressing. That is the way in which one has to understand that. But the word the soul is normally referred to the Jivatma as the reflected consciousness in the mind, in the Vedantic literature or even the scriptures. There it is not the pure nature of the self. It is a reflected awareness which we all use through our mind-intellect complex. Not the original nature of it when it is not reflected. So, Pradivasam or what you call it as the without the reflection. 
there is a difference between them. In the, in the reflection, reflection is dependent upon the medium of reflection. So it has got space-time constrainment, birth, death, etc. That is why the jivas are feeling that there is a rebirth, etc. But the reflection, the light of reflection is the knowledge or the awareness. It doesn't have a birth or death. That is how we have to understand that. Bindu sir, it is possible to sharpen the intellectual or uh, uh, it is as it is uh, by born to till end, it is as it is. Uh, intellectual ko bhi sharp karne ka koi tarika hota hai kya? Shastra says, Avarti Asagratu Vdesha. By repetition and inquiry into the instruction. The methodology. This is not only for this intellect part of it. In every walk of life, the more you have abhyasa or practice, and the more you devote for the practice, the excellence is improving day by day. It holds good the same even in even in spirituality. That is why there are sadhanas like Namajava, Kirtana, Yoga, Tapas, Meditation, and all those things are part of that. In fact, all the Satsambhati plus Sadhana Chakrasya is all making that Chitta Shuddhi or the purity of the mind to understand that. In a pure mind only, that reflection can be understood as uncontaminated, which is beyond the three impediments like Atnana Samshya Vipadiya. Atnana means not knowing the reality. Samshya is, even if you heard from the masters or the class or the teachers, you still doubt it. That is sort of an impediment. And Vipadiya is when it is being told, you get a different meaning because the words have got limitations. You, the same word can mean different meaning to different people. So if the teacher is saying something and you pick up some other meaning, then the chances are that you get a wrong idea about it. So these three type of impediments will become lesser and lesser when you practice more of your sadhanas, which is meant for concentration and attention. Both, not only concentration, you need attention also. A good listener. You need to be a good listener for that. So those capacities will increase when you do these practices. That will definitely help you. Thank you, Danwood Pranam. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Abhyasa na dukaunte ya vairagyena cha kushyate. Yeah, every scripture says that. Even Padangiri says now, Abhyasa vairagya abhyam kirtasiddhi. Jiri Yoga Sutra also says that. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita. Upanishads also say, Avarti, Asagatu, Gatesha. All those things are indicating to the same. Could one also say that in an unidentified state, intelligence will function to the highest? Because now one is looking at everything with absolute openness and that whole narrow window is not there and then very naturally mind goes into the decluttered state just reflect reflecting what it, it should or 
attention focus all of these things will become easy you know yeah you are right but that stage is much much higher level one who is in the mundane world and day to day problems and to take out the mind from that to a you know unattached way to look at things difficult but it will come no doubt about it what you are saying is right that is the state which is has to be the as a natural state one should reach that just one question which came to my mind because you said we'll read on next friday and i was wondering you know how do you wait and then suddenly it struck that uh, indra had to wait for 32 years what is the role i'm i'm sure that is also part of the process the role of that wait or time and why would they even mention this aspect yeah in fact in other books or other texts they normally refer about 12 years of brahmacharya and serving in the ashram makes uh, you know not only that see the the whole process is that you are part and parcel of a teaching system not only you are you are not directly being taught but you are hearing others being taught but while you are doing the service for the for the teacher and the setup you also come across other student discussing sometimes the teacher taking class to some other students so you get to know and hear about and you also get into a practice of some sort of a indirect training an apprentice type of a training during that period so in the case of the indra and virojana indra goes has to spend 101 years now 101 years is the life span of a humanity a human life so which indicate that indra could take out 101 years out of if you look at it, the puranas and all the life of indra and virojana they are all much different scale altogether so you cannot compare a human life to that so when they say that 32 years 32 years plus another 5 years 101 years so that when they come that it is not literally meaning that it is number of years it is the attitude with which one has to serve the teacher and the system of the teaching in the school which is which is not today possible for us to mentally even imagine because this is not a gurukula system which we are exposed to in nowadays teaching this is what we are talking about the gurukula system which were prevalent in india once upon a time so there this serving the teacher and being an apprentice and towards the end the teacher when he feels that you are fit for teaching then you are called for the teaching so the student never will never know when the teacher will call so he need to be around as the instructed by the teacher doing the jobs which is being done that is how it is being pictureized in the books and the scriptures 
only from that point of view i don't think that there is any sanctity per se for those number of days or years which are being mentioned whether it is 12 years or 101 years in the case of indra it's only for to indicate that the the process of learning needs this bindaji this the understanding of vedic time you know i understand you know i i i myself you know not fully informed of the same but i've only read a little bit here and there and i you know which leads me to believe that the concept of or just the understanding of vedic time is very very different from you know how human time would be understood in a way that's what i'm led to believe yeah puranas talk about that different manantaras what they call it as time spans what we are now is a particular time span where we we call it as the measure of human life as 100 years or 120 years as maximum but periods which are earlier the sati yuga vapara yuga and all the measure of time itself was different as per the puranas but it's all mythology or we have to take it from the what the vedic period or the subsequent period which are being referred in the in those ancient books we we cannot verify it or confirm it either way but pindoji um when i look back um i found that those insights and teachable moments you went through it takes time to uh get established in the system to build up that um that knowing or at least to to recognize that knowing um i found that after an insight it feels like being dropped and it's like being integrated so it becomes foundational does that make any sense and since we're living in time and space that takes time yeah it's sure definitely the the time used devote and spent with earnestness to understand the subject will definitely a contributing factor for you know realizing the teaching and if it is being done as a you know armchair reading or a, you know once in a week exposing oneself to these it will have its own level of expressions but it, it all depends upon the eagerness or the devotedness one can commit for learning what will really encash the effort can the eagerness sometimes be a hinder as well because of the uh, attachment to a certain way of trying to understand and trying to find the answer um in order because when you chase an answer it it eludes but one when one stops chasing and just 
be patient, the answer will come to you. Um, right? You are right. Because in eagerness and chasing what has, we have an expectation of an outcome. So we have already defined what should be the outcome and what we are looking for. But if the teaching is not in alignment with that, we'll be permanently chasing, we'll be always in the lookout for it. But we'll never, even if we come across in between, we will not be able to identify it because our expectation is different. So what you said is right. Bidhuji, that remind, you know, since from a Atman perspective, from a soul perspective, you know, this last statement that you that you kind of considered, it leads me to believe that to have the have that fire, you know, the proverbial fire in the belly constantly burning, right, throughout one's lifetime. Uh, you know, that's that's a good thing in a way for because it you know acts as a as a motivating, inspiring factor in our lives, right? So it does seem like it's you know the the proverbial fire in the valley that should that ought to keep burning. Yeah, I'm I'm not denying that. These are all requirements, like you know, viveka vairagya, sadhana chadushte, and mumukshuta. The mumukshuta is what you are talking about. The fire in the belly <clears throat> to know the reality. But the eagerness and setting ourselves a goal has to happen after the initial stages of you know where you are really wanting to go. Then what you said is that fire in the belly will definitely help. But in the beginning itself, if you are, you may not be really knowing what you are looking for. That's why in the traditional uh, schools where they teach this parampara method of traditional teaching, they do not embark upon teaching this subject at all till eight years are completed. The first eight years goes in equipping the student with grammar, the etymology, the logic, and the you know rituals. The rituals are not because the rituals have got a result in it. The rituals are to bring a discipline in the system of the physicality of the individual also. So once these same thing, then when the student is completely ready with all the uh, grammar, the etymology, the logic, and all those things, then only the real teaching of the philosophy starts. And that is the time when the real, you know, the burning in the belly takes place. But that by the time he is fully matured enough to understand what is that he should be looking for. Definitely help. So is there a difference between the pursuit of knowledge of the self and all other knowledge let's use something trivial like uh uh the the game of um cricket 
somebody wants to pursue an absolute, you know, mastery of the self and the other, you know, guy that wants to become a great cricketer or just a great fan of cricket is what there's no fundamental difference in there. Effect, there's no effective difference between those two pursuits, really. There is a difference between them. One is finite in nature. The other one is not about transactional part at all. It is to know the fundamental aspect of it. So the approach to the fundamental is different from the fundamental, the methodology for the transactional. In the transactional, you have time, space, and your efficiency, which matters. Whereas in the hands of fundamental, it is dropping off all notions, including time, space, and the notion which you think you are. So, so, so definitely there is a difference in the two, two approaches. Tindoji, uh, one question arises here is that uh, you said about, you know, eight years it takes time for, uh, or used to take time for a student to uh, get ready with all the knowledge of Vyakrana and everything. Now, what happens uh, if uh, if somebody who has not been in the field of, you know, learning, but has that fire in the belly and can absorb any teaching which is given by a guru? How does he qualify in the system? He has basic qualification of, uh, uh, you know, unsatiable, uh, what you call it as unsatiable quest for the knowledge. Uh, he is willing to do all the sacrifices which is needed. Does it qualify him to be imparted with the knowledge? Yeah, yeah, he can be also imparted. Only thing is that. He will be picking up these Vyakarana other aspects en route along with that thing. Because the etymology of the words and everything, if you want to really understand, like I was telling Tara about the soul aspect, you know, the words and the meanings differs in a philosophical context compared to the transactional world which we use. So when you come to this philosophical world, word is one acquire the correct meaning of those words he will be taught by the time the teacher who explains it as a part of the teaching of the philosophy itself because without that the teaching doesn't become complete in the sense that the word and the meaning and the intended meaning have to be all clear to the listener as a student so it is it it rests on the teacher to teach all those aspects of what he's supposed to be have picked up earlier for the eight years along with the teaching. So it is not that he, he nobody will be teaching them, but knowingly or unknowingly, he will have to pick up that those aspects also. But a person, imagine to a person who has no knowledge about Atma, Brahman or soul or, you know, there is a spirit or something higher up, higher in the, in the, in the individual. He will never think about looking at to as who am I? What is my experiences? What is that driving my experiences or 
how am I having a thing called an experience and how is knowing taking place? Is knowing is an experience or is it something beyond an experience? These type of questions, varied type of questions which comes to an individual will come only when he gets an exposure to a possibility of such inquiries. The ordinary person in the world, he may not get that questions unless it is there in his being or in his grit, what you call it as, as he have, he was that having that in him as he was ready to, you know, embark his life itself. Like how it happened to Shankaracharya. At the age of eight itself, he becomes a sannyasi and goes. It, but it doesn't happen to everyone. So we cannot generalize that it will be possible for everyone to get that. So we'll have to give that benefit that, you know, some are then having the capabilities, some acquire it on the way, some will never acquire it. Thank you. Because we, you see in the lot of modern time, a uh, lot of rishis, modern rishis, like I consider Arvinda is one of the modern rishis. I think age of 26, 27, he picked up this. And he never learned Shastras before. And then he carried on doing it. So yeah, that's that that makes a lot of sense what you explained. Thank you. Okay. Can I take leave? No more questions? Okay. Okay. Sorry, this is um, uh, Tara here. Before you leave, I just yes, had one. Yes. You know, I... Um, you, sir, have been, you know, so patiently and graciously sharing your abundant knowledge of you know of spheres that would con you know confound most men and women i would imagine and you know it is such a pleasure and a you know it's it's so so you know amazing to be present and you know to have experienced so many of your shares i am just called on to ask you sir is there anything that we can do for you is there anything i can do for you you know except just kind words and and a lot of you know just thoughts and regards uh, you know charanmanna as we say uh, hey, thank you thank you everything for everything that you've done so far and you continue doing mandaji really appreciate there the best thing which you can do is imbibe the teaching and make it your own when you make it your own, I, I sense it myself. And then there is no more happiness than that. I can, I can enjoy that. When I see that, you know, what I teach is being used and is being, you know, helping each one of you. There is no more happiness greater than that person. Thank you for your lovely words. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'll take leave for you. Good night. Hari Om Bindu Ji. Hari Om Bindu. Thank you. Hari Om.